Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Bite Show podcast. Uh, today is September the 3rd, 2017. This is episode number 200XX. <laughs> My name is Legrand, your host. I'm joined with Jeremy Lamont. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. 200XDX, it is. Uh, congratulations to everybody. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yep. It's pretty sweet. And over in the red corner, Dale Jones. <laughs> Wearing there the he blue is. cargo shorts. There he is. Uh, cargo shorts, huh? Yeah, that's how I imagine Dale would show up to a uh, to a, a, a title fight. Yeah, to uh, a he'd match go down. He'd go down in the second round due to TKO because his pockets are too full of <laughs> uh, old Famicom carts. Old Famicom carts and garbage pail kids. Yes, carts. No, I would. I would not be caught dead with garbage pail kids on my person. What? <laughs> I bet 12-year-old Dale would, or 8-year-old Dale, or whenever those nope. were around. No? Nope. Oh. Well. Alright. It's like we don't even know you. Yeah. <laughs> My mom hated those, but I wanted them all for some reason. Oh, man. I mean, for the for reasons that are obvious to the 8-year-olds of the world. Because of all the pukes and the snots. Yep. There's some barfs in there, I think, also. Oh, there's plenty of that. Plenty of that. And a couple well, of welcome titties. to the show, everybody. Uh, today's the Sunday show when we talk about news, uh, but before we get started with that, is there anything else that's been going on that you guys are all excited about? Uh, Labor Day. Uh, this is the day once a year when the proletariat sees the means of production, uh, so everybody get ready for that. Uh, yeah, y'all ready? I'm pretty tomorrow? sure that's how it works. Uh, if only. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do anything fun? Went to the uh, beach today. Went to the beach? Yeah, the Oregon beach. If only beaches. we had a beach. We have lakes. You have lakes too, though. We have a beach. You guys know Tillamook cheese? Yeah, I uh, yeah. I always choose the local Cache Valley cheese over the Tillamook, but uh, yeah, we, well, familiar. we went through Tillamook today and stopped at the uh, dairy factory and had some, cheese had some cheese and had some uh, ice cream. I actually nice. we went to the beach. Are, are they the guys who do the loaf? Uh, love tour where they drive that little VW van around that's shaped like a it's like a cheese. I've never seen that. No, so I don't. Know. I went I and took my picture with those guys. I just felt bad, and I wanted them to feel like there was somebody out there who was like a real, real fan of their cheese. Um, so I took a picture with the loaf love people. Well, Tillamook is has no shortage of love around these parts. I'll tell you, that. there's a million people at that thing today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it quite the tourist attraction? For well, Oregonians, you know, it's basically synonymous with Tillamook, Oregon. So, and, and is it one of those like Woodstock things? And some dude gets on the bullhorn and he's like, "Don't eat the brown Gruyere. Don't nope. eat the brown Gruyere." It's no. not like that. No, I'm just getting it all wrong tonight. I had some Gruyere cheese today. Did you? That's weird. No, it's not. Well, it's weird that I would mention it and you would have eaten some. <laughs> Did you uh, my son out? really likes cheese, and. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was good. I don't know. Your son is from the Alsace-Lorraine. Uh, yeah, I was gonna France. say like usually it's like I like cheddar on toast. Uh, yeah. Your kid's <laughs> like I want Gruyere with a side of uh, Cabernet. And tomorrow, Papa, oh. I'll have Camembert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to always have like a wedge of like some decent cheese in the fridge, and me and my son snack on it. So there you go. I don't know what you want me to tell you. You got some Roquefort in there? Uh, no, we just finished off what we had, so I'm having to go stock up tomorrow. 
Wow. On Labor Day, of all days. Uh, this is episode 246, for the record. Wow. That's good. I, it's Not good to that hear that counting. sometimes. Yeah, we don't actually count, but uh, that is kind of interesting. That is a lot of time that we've spent 30 minutes at a time. Uh, doing these podcasts. Uh, yeah, sometimes 35, but most of the time we keep it under 30. Under just 30, for everybody. yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep, we respect your time. We do. For sure. Well, let's get started with some news so we can uh, keep everyone on schedule. Yeah, we're going to respect your time. We're going to start out with uh, a little bit of old business. You know, last time we had a, a few unanswered questions in the new segment of the Game Bite Show, and we're going to come back and just... Uh, you know, swing around and, and answer some things. We're going to start out with Final Fantasy real quick, because there was the big issue of uh, nude mods, and uh, we're now able to tell you that Hajime Tabata, who, again, is the game director, was able to clarify for us at PAX West, which uh, happened this weekend. Uh, by the way, first news item, PAX West happened this weekend. Uh, if you had, you know, <laughs> happened to attend that. I um, watched uh, Dr. Disrespect stream PUBG uh, at PAX West today. Oh, well, that sounds all right. That's pretty yeah. good. So uh, Hajime Tabata had uh, said in an interview with PC Gamer that uh, although they are, you know, interested in fostering a sense of fan participation with the mods and not really restricting them, uh, he kind of said if things are taken a little too far, the mods for Final Fantasy XV might affect the modability of future Final Fantasy games. So, oh, quote, gosh. if there's anything we can say, it's <laughs> try to be as controlled as possible. Well, Please. spoiler alert, there's already plenty of nude mods that are in, in the video and just graphical format for Final Fantasy XV. I don't know if they know about Rule 34, but it's in full effect, oh, yeah. I'm sure, Oh yeah. with Final Fantasy XV. So everybody stand and be counted. Who is your favorite nude mod of the four bros in Final Fantasy XV? Uh, Ignis, straight I up. I was going to say Ignis. I, I, I don't know who the bros are, actually. I know Noctis <laughs> is the main guy. Noctis? Right? Noctis, Ignis, Prompto, and Gladio. Gladio. Who's who, though? I don't know. Gladio is the meathead. Prompto is the camera guy. Ignis is the steward. And Noctis is the prince. If you want to see Gladiolus Aureolus, uh, you can uh, (laughs) check out that new mod. Uh, Tabata did suggest... (laughs) what? (laughs) Gladiolus Aureolus Cunnilingus is the best uh, general in uh, Roman history. Oh, no. Uh, Tabata did suggest that because the protagonists are male, uh, risque mods might be less popular, uh, but I think we have just shot that idea down. There's plenty of half-naked girls already in that game. I've been playing it a lot. Oh, sure. Absolutely. (laughs) You a fan Uh, of uh, Cindy or... Is it Cindy or Sydney? Cindy. uh, Cynthia? Uh, Her name is Daisy Duke, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. Her her name is... Uh, I can't remember. I think it is C- like Cindy. 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 Yeah. Cindy? Cindy? Yeah. But she's supposed right. to be the Sid of that game, right? No, Sid is her dad. Oh, uh, okay. All right, gotcha. So they Sid's like the switch up the glottal stop on you. Uh, I ran into Wedge and Biggs uh, yesterday in that game. Antilles? Mr. Antilles himself? Mm-hmm. Please, anyway. Mr. Antilles is my father. You can call me <laughs> Wedge. Call me Wedge. <laughs> Uh, the other item that we didn't really know about was how many people were actually pre-ordering Xbox One X's. Uh, my anecdotal evidence seemed to suggest that a lot of people were. Michael Pactor of Morgan Wedbush Security, I'm sorry, of Wedbush Securities, uh, seems to disagree. He says that uh, he's broken down the math a little bit. He says Xbox One X is ranked on Amazon in pre-orders at number 66, and he had said that the NES Classic was at number 23, which sold 2.3 million units in its lifetime, and the bulk of those units were sold last year. So if the Xbox One X is ranked 48 slots below that, it's not even close to a million. Uh, this, of course, is in the face of um, 
Microsoft crowing just a little bit that uh, the Xbox One X has the biggest number of pre-orders in Xbox history. Uh, Pactor said that... In Xbox uh, One X history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that you couldn't tell because it was XBOX. So right. they were Who just knows? trying to... It's very yeah, ambiguous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, they've been hoisted on their own petard. Um, anyway, he says that uh, Xbox original didn't have uh, big pre-orders. Uh, the Xbox 360, you know, people weren't really pre-ordering consoles back in 05. So, of course, this is therefore the most pre-ordered. So he is <laughs> Are not... they in 2017? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Good question. I mean, I guess that's the, that's the question. And uh, Pactor says uh, he don't think so. Uh, last item that we uh, had pondered about was the inclusion of mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox One. And uh, when would the first games come out? Well, it turns out that um, Mike Ibarra, who is the Xbox platform CVP, uh, CV corporate vice president, is that what that is? I'm not sure he's the CVP. Sounds about uh, right. He- he says that uh, you'll see our first game supporting keyboard and mouse soon. I can't announce what that is, but soon, and based on developer interest, they'll choose to do keyboard and mouse or not. Uh, so thanks, Mikey Barra, for clearing that little tidbit up. I probably should have read this closer before I read it for the news today. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that it's gonna be Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, it's probably gonna probably gonna do it. So some sometime real soon. Sure. All right, so that is the old business, guys. Let's move on to the new business for games this week, and we're going to start out with uh, something kind of uplifting. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Games Done Quick folks actually did a quick uh, impromptu marathon to raise money for Hurricane Harvey relief. Uh, They decided to do something called Harvey Relief Done Quick, and uh, this took place just over this past weekend. It's actually already done with. It was just... I think it started on Friday, so it wasn't too long at all. And uh, with a pretty rousing success, they were able to raise uh, just over $225,000 for the event. And uh, this was done through the Houston Food Bank, I believe. And uh, that is a pretty impressive little bit of... uh, In fact, I think that they just this past week uh, took applications for people to actually be doing the games. Uh, They had you fill out a Google form... Uh, they closed submissions on, like, the 31st of August, and they started the thing September 1st. Um, so kudos to everybody involved for that. That's a pretty cool story. Um, in, in looking around for this, in fact, I actually noticed on social media there were a number of independent folks also doing their own. I, I don't know. I mean, there's no way for me to know who out there has all been doing it, but I did notice that uh, popular Twitch streamer Lyric, L-I-R-I-K, uh, was able to raise, I think, in about eight hours... Um, about seventy thousand uh, dollars, which was a goal over uh, sixty thousand, and that was done using the service Direct Relief, uh, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, I, you know, the, the only thing I guess to to be aware of is I don't really know how. I mean, something like Games Done Quick, you sort of know how they're distributing their money. Um, I don't really know about individual folks. Uh, definitely do some good out there, help out if you can. Lots of people need help down there. Uh, be a little bit choosy about where you send that money, as always. Um, you know, that is uh, an unfortunate situation where people try to uh, take advantage of the generosity of others. But uh, good on the gaming community out there for making some stuff happen. Uh, hopefully the necessary people get that money forthwith toot sweet. Uh, other new business. Uh, Nintendo did a direct. They showed off their Nintendo Indies. I refuse to call it by the name that Nintendo the does. Nindies. Oh, God. It's degrading to everybody. I, no uh, way. I like... Uh, I don't like... I, I, it's fine. Okay. It's fine, fine, Jeremy. All right, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, And they decided they were going to show off a lot of the independent game support that is coming to their platform. Quite an impressive list of stuff, actually. Uh, Not a lot of stuff, quite honestly, that is exclusive. They do have a little bit of that, so we'll we'll talk about that now. Uh, I'm just going to run down the list of a few things that... um, 
kind of caught my attention. Uh, first of all, Shovel Knight, King of Cards. Uh, that's the third and final... Oh, sweet, a card game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is sort of a card Shovel element Knight to it. Game? Yeah, yeah, well, no. And the funny thing is, I don't want to... I don't know. It looks good, and it, you know, Shovel Knight is—he's uh, got his own move set and stuff. But I was really hoping, honestly. Can I can I tell you my Shovel Knight, uh, King Knight uh, wish list that now is is not going to happen? I had hoped that he would do things by summoning like the dumb little enemies from the various shovel. You know what I love? I love those helicopter rats. You guys remember those helicopter rats in Shovel Knight? No, <laughs> they're like the worst, most pathetic. Like, there's just these little rats hanging on these twisty helicopters, and they're, like, the stupidest little things. And I just had hoped that King Knight would summon bad guys, but he's going to do something kind of a little more conventional. Um, looks good, though. I've enjoyed everything that Yacht Club has done to Shovel Knight. I need to play the other ones. I need to buy the treasure trove on the Switch. They're and... really good. The thing is that I haven't if... played all of Plague Knight or whatever the last one was. Spectre Super Knight. Knight. Spectre Knight. Spectre of Torment? Yeah, Spectre Knight. Spectre of Torment. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, was that the first one that came out, or was uh, that the second one? Plague Knight came out first. Plague Knight came okay, out first. Yeah. And I played like of... a little bit of Plague Knight on the 3DS, but I think I think the Switch is where I want to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I have it's... the Switch version, the Treasure, Treasure Trove. Trove. Yeah. yeah, so those are released as free updates. Uh, that is going to be coming out at the first part of 2018. Uh, further on in the Nintendo Indies thing, uh, the uh, No More Heroes is coming back from Suda51 and Grasshopper Manufacturer. Travis Strikes Again. They're going to be doing uh, kind of a weird split-out, multi-level thing with a bunch of independent developers to, to make that happen. Not really sure what that's going to look like. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition uh, is coming out. SteamWorld Dig 2 from Image and Form. Uh, something called Dragon Marked for Death from Inti Creates. As far as I know, that is exclusive to Nintendo Switch. I want to get... Uh, I don't know if I'll get it on Switch, but I want to play that um, Kentucky Route Zero at some point. Uh, I think I got, I swear, I think that was on Twitch Prime at one point. I, th- I feel like I've got that somehow. I, I don't know. It was like episodic, though. Do you have all the episodes? Or do you get like the first episode? The last one's not even out yet. Yeah, I think, Actually. in fact, oh, really? I, it yeah. might. I, it might. Now, I'm not it's sure. Like episodic, it's like a 2D adventure game, right? It's episodic, like one episode every two years or something. Is what yeah, it's very slow. And, and oh, I'm not sure. Half-Life I, style, huh? Yeah. I think cool. that last episode might be coming first on Switch. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that. A uh, few other things, Golf Story from Sidebar Games, which is sort of a golf RPG, which um, uh, there have been some pretty good golf RPGs in the past. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Mom Hid My Game, which we've actually talked about on the show as Hidden My Game by Mom, uh, which is excellent. And you should probably That's a just better name. play it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You should really probably is. just play that. Uh, let's see. Uh, more Sausage more. Sports. Yeah, <laughs> don't know what that is. Uh, Nine Parchments from Frozenbite, our good buddies over at Frozenbite, uh, releasing a new game, which is a co-op sort of game. And uh, Anyway, you can check out the uh, Summer Showcase uh, back on the YouTube stream if you're interested in that. Um, also, a uh, quick little late addition to it, Shovel Knight Amiibo. They're actually doing uh, Amiibo for Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight, and I'm all about that. Uh, I, I'm, I should get those. I have the other one, too. Yeah, I'm not interested in Amiibo in general, but I got the Shovel Knight. And, you know, the only thing is, I don't think... Oh, no, no, I do have it on 3DS, so it should still work. Um, you know, in the past, though, they've done different Amiibo functionalities for the different platforms, so it might be that you get something different on Switch. Uh, they released kind of a cute little, um, like, uh, highly erotically charged trailer showing those Amiibos and uh, Yum Yum wants. Uh, not so yum yum for Nintendo. A uh, recent lawsuit brought against Nintendo about the functionality of the Wii Remote has ended in a $10 million verdict against Nintendo. 
Uh, weird thing about it is that the company that brought the the uh, lawsuit is called iLife, and they have a motion sensing accelerometer that. Um, which is the same technology that's used in the Wii Remote. Yeah, but is it a vitality sensor? Oh, man, I wish. That's probably why Nintendo didn't pursue that thing. It was, they had a whole bunch of games lined up for that vitality sensor, but they just knew that it was too risky legally. Yeah, um, iLife would have busted them hard. It, yeah, exactly. Um, I actually, in fact, before the Wii came out, I actually remember there's something. There's a company called Gyration that does like these 3D air mouse things, and I had used one of those beforehand. I thought for sure that it would be that company that would have sued Nintendo because it was like it was like straight up, um, you know, you would tilt this mouse and wave it around in the air, and it would actually work in 3D spaces. It was kind of really cool, but nope, it was iLife. Uh, of course, Nintendo has protested this. Um, decision uh according to a statement from nintendo nintendo disagrees with the decision as nintendo does not infringe iLife's patent Ooh, hard to argue that logic uh and the patent is invalid actually in fact i believe they tried to get it thrown out on a technicality that iLife's patent was not filled out correctly or that there was some paperwork problem uh nintendo looks forward to raising those issues with the district court and with the court of appeals uh it's not often that nintendo loses these things so that is kind of uh kind of notable uh, another notable thing, Nintendo's Miiverse is coming to an end. It's closing in November. Ugh. Yeah, I know that everybody was on there using that Miiverse. Um, I'm actually the one guy, I think, who sees stuff from the Miiverse semi-regularly because I actually still use Wii Fit U. It's like my main step meter. I still clip that thing to me. Uh, and I check myself what? on the Wii Fit board almost daily. Do you, um, you have a Wii Fit board hooked up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. In fact, you guys want to say I've got my I've got my Wii Fit meter right here. It's here on video, live on the this, Game Bite Show podcast. This is ridiculous. Uh, you can even hear it. You want to hear what it sounds like? Check this out. Here it is. Jeremy, we got to talk is. about no this. Stuff. No, it's awesome. It keeps track of my steps, and I can find out how close I am to a scaling Mount Rushmore. It's awesome. Uh, however, uh, for Meverse, it is the end. Um, and what? Uh, yeah, you, I'm just. Gl- this is not that weird. Uh, users can download no, their content bro. from Miiverse up bro. to November 7th. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's not that weird. It's, it's it, not that weird, it's, but it's not that I've weird. never even heard of anyone, even when this thing was at its peak, using one of those things, let alone one somebody using that thing five, six, and seven And I used the Wii U, so I started years. with the Wii, and now I, the Wii U, and you know what? I look at myself in that thing, and I smile at myself every morning, and it helps me start my day. Thank you, Nintendo. It's the one thing you've done right. We fit you. Huh. Yeah. Carry uh, on, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to move it off of Nintendo for just a minute. We're going to move it over to Microsoft. Microsoft has announced a VR headset bundle for $399, US uh, which will be available this October. Um, they showed it off in the IFA Technology Show, which is in Berlin, and they've been using it to talk about their mixed reality headsets and... Uh, Lots of other stuff. Uh, it does have some interesting-looking controllers. It kind of has an HTC Vive slash Oculus sort of thing on it. Uh, it will um, it'll work on PC. I don't know if we have any information about whether it is going to work on the Xbox. Right now, they're just talking about Windows 10. So, uh, the, you know, because Windows 10 is a sort of unified platform, remember that the Xbox One actually runs on Windows 10. Uh, we may see that stuff. And um, is it going to work on Steam VR? Because that's the real question that, that I matters. I think so. But w- although we don't okay, really know, so platform, they have no games. Is that what we're saying? They here? have at least one game, which is Halo. Oh, okay. Well, Halo 
Halo VR. Uh, so in a little shot of the games uh-huh. and entertainment section, they kind of showed a big splash screen with lots of logos and things. Um, Halo VR is coming. Uh, could be a HoloLens type thing. They don't really specify exactly. I don't see them doing it. All right. I, I've got a question if for only you. Halo, Halo is still good. Halo was, yeah. yeah, Halo was the game of a, of a generation, right? It was like the game. Yeah. And now... Halo's not that popular. Is it? Is, I'm sure it's, it's it's well known. Is it yeah. popular and well played? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, if you recall, Bungie does not develop Halo anymore. So that's correct. Right. This is a three four three Industries joint. And they've been doing it since uh, after Reach, like they did Halo Four and since Five. Since Four, right? Yeah, Four and Five are their games. So doing a quick search on the internet, Halo 5 uh, reached $400 million in sales at launch to become the biggest Halo launch event of the series, apparently. So that's according to GameSpot. So if that's wrong, uh, pitchforks and torches on GameSpot. Whoa, curses on you guys. I have a hard time Um, believing that, actually. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Fake news. Uh, news There must be some way that 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 has been drummed up and is not an actual statistic or something. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, speaking of other fake news, we're going to talk about Overwatch for just a minute. Uh, Overwatch, a couple of things. First of all, the uh, Deathmatch update is now live for everybody, I believe. We talked about that before. It actually is a points-keeping track of mode where you kill people and uh, do some stuff. So if you're interested in that, which I actually am, I might try that out this week if I remember. Uh, try that out. But uh, Overwatch is also uh, announcing a couple of new things. They've actually got a new map called Junker Town, which is sort of a Mad Max uh, barter town kind of thing. Do you guys ever see the, uh, what is that, Thunder Beyond, Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah, that's uh, Thunderdome, yeah. 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 And uh, this takes place kind of in Australia. There's a, a little short, like a three to four minute short featuring Junk, uh, Junkrat and Roadhog where they've been uh, exiled from Junker Town by the Junker Queen and they have this, they concoct this plan to get back in, but uh, hijinks ensue. You'll have to watch it and see what happens. Uh, interestingly, the Junker Queen, who appears only briefly on a poster, has become a big hit with characters or with uh, the community and uh, people are already cosplaying as her. Uh, her voice appears in the map reveal uh, trailer and uh, kind of a compelling sort of, uh, again, kind of a Mad Max style, like mohawk shaved head kind of lady with spiky shoulders um, and uh, ample... Sh- shoulders? Yeah, shoulders, ample shoulder pads. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks kind of cool. Uh, they keep showing this little rotating mechanism in there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a map. So you'll be able to play Overwatch on the map Junker Town. Uh, sometime soon. Uh, Last item that we're going to talk about is uh, the publisher of Stardew Valley has teased their next game after Stardew Valley, which is basically more Stardew Valley, but cross Harry Potter. Uh, Actually is going to take place in kind of a uh, magical school. So according to a tweet by Chucklefish's CEO, Finn Bryce, uh, tweeted out an image that kind of shows uh, sort of a top-down 2D image of people in little witch hats and things, and um, this uh, has been stated as a uh, RPG slash sim, which is like Stardew Valley meets Harry Potter, and uh, that sounds pretty neat to me. So, cool. thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. So, like so there's not going to be any, like, crop planting or... Uh, th- well, there might be. Remember in Harry Potter, they had dating. to transplant those mandrakes. And you could date everybody in Harry Potter land, at least on the fan fiction forums on the internet. So Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. Rule 34. I was, I was too old for those too kids. Old? Oh, that, that, won't stop, that won't stop you in fanfic land. <laughs> no, it will not. That is all the news that we have for this week. 
All right, well, I've got some new releases for you guys. Uh, big thanks to tech-gaming.com. I don't know why I have this voice going on, but I have a voice going on. Tech-gaming.com is where we got new releases from, so head over to there and check out this list. Uh, there's some new releases this week, some big ones to talk about. I'm going to start it out with Destiny 2 coming out to consoles, so Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro, as well as PlayStation 4 and Xbox One S uh, is getting this uh, Destiny 2 coming out. Never heard of it. No. So the uh, Destiny 2 beta is beginning? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the PC PC uh, Master Race players will come in in a month and a half and be like, hey, guys. It's weird that they're doing a beta on consoles, but they're actually releasing the game on PC. But, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know. Well, whatever. I mean, you can play it on the Vita on console. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in on this joke. Vita for no. life. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, Lego Worlds. Uh, I've been playing this. Well, watching my kids play this game on the Xbox. So that's a sweet game. So it's cool that it's coming to the Switch. Um, welcome there. Um, Life is Strange Before the Storm. This is the prequel to Life is Strange coming out this week for seventeen dollars. And again, it's episodic, um, so that's just the first one. So, yeah. so if no, I understand, that's the this first is, one, or is that the whole? That's I think it's just, just the, the first, first episode. I, yeah. I believe, going by the title, that uh, this is takes place narratively before they sit down to play a round of Heroes of the Storm. I think so. Um, wah, like, what wah. happens before the storm? Like, well, we choose our character, yeah, we make our loadout, e, draft, ban, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Knack two, the sequel to the smash hit. Knack uh, is coming out this week for $40. Uh, budget release there at $40. Don't talk smack about um, <laughs> Sorry. And uh, you guys have any others off this list that you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Ease 7. Uh, you guys ever played the Ease games? YS? Uh, yeah, I played I played Ease Origins. Uh, that's pretty good. I remember uh, I played the, going I played into... the Oath and and Origins and beat them both. I remember so. Blockbuster Video back in the day. And, uh, you know, I would go in there to rent, like, a Super NES game. And they had this one called Wanderers from Wise. And I think that must be related to this Ease series. Probably it is. Uh, there's one on here that looks pretty good. Yandere School. Uh, uh, which, I don't know what that is. Yandere is... Uh, it, it doesn't, isn't, isn't that, like the, like, the real crazed characters in anime? Isn't that, like, the... Like the real nutso ones, because there's Sundere, yeah, which is the characters who are like aloof, but then grow to they're, they're like hostile, but then they grow to uh, canoodle you eventually. Um, and then there's Yandere, and there's Kudere. Yeah, you know, manga and anime culture is like this whole little like this whole separate uh, like quarantined niche of of Japanese culture, and so um, I try not to I try not to stay too too deep in that so i, I don't know yeah. the all the terminology all right. i was relying on you for this i think that's right but uh I look I, yeah forward you to may be sequel. right i don't know i, I look well, there's to a the school sequel, there's a school race. about all that yeah. um <laughs> so you should play that game if, if you're jeremy i don't know <laughs> uh coming up on playstation 4 playstation plus free games this month infamous second son this is the sequel to infamous for PS4, Strike Vector EX for the PS4, Truck Racer for PS3, as well as Handball 2016 for the PS3. Uh, we Are Doomed for the PlayStation Vita, which is, has cross-buy support with the PlayStation 4, as well as Hotoful Boyfriend. Hotoful Boyfriend. Hotoful. Fellers coming Hot-o-full. for free to your PlayStation Vita or and PS4. It's cross-buy as well. 
Uh, of course, you're not buying it. You're getting it for free. Well-ish, because you're... Anyway, go pick it up if you have that. Uh, there price. actually is a, a little secret bonus to this, which is Rigs, which I talked about a couple weeks ago because I bought it. Uh, is apparently going to be a free bonus game from September 5th to November 7th. Uh, oh, nice. Good for me. Congrat- I hope everybody enjoys that, guys. Uh, I feel like I made that happen. What uh, was the other uh, mech game? It's, not, it's like a mech game, right? It is, yeah. It's like a mech sports game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, on the Microsoft side, for games with gold, you got Forza Motorsport 5 and Oxenfree. Let's see. Well, first of all, Forza Motorsport is going to be available all month long. You've got uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane. I believe that's a. It's got to be an Xbox 360. Yeah, game, so the right? first two. So Forza, Forza Motorsport is Xbox One. Oxenfree, Xbox One. And remember, Xbox One games are only valid on your account as long as your gold subscription. Once that expires, yep. those go away. How come neither of you guys mentioned this Battlestar Galactica game for the PC? Uh, that's why I asked if anyone else had anything else they wanted to talk about. Yeah, man. You missed Battlestar a Galactica? Is it, hey, I you want to hear something? On the old one go on. One? You want to hear something weird, though? Uh, a, a clerk, like a checkout clerk at a grocery store, was telling me that he was really interested in the Battlestar Galactica game. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. What? A I, grocery store clerk? Yeah. like yeah, Why was he asking you about video games? Well, he was asking me what I was going to do. I said, I'll play some video games. He says, I'm looking forward to the Battlestar Galactica game. And I had no idea. I'm like, oh. I'm an expert on the podcast, but in real life, I get very... Yonder, Battlestar eh? Galactica Deadlock. Uh, it's got very positive reviews on Steam. Uh, at a glance, a I would have to say it's based on the, uh, you know, mid two thousands sci-fi series. The reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations to uh, grocery store clerk. We hope you're enjoying your game. Friend of yeah. the podcast. Exactly. Uh, so games with gold. We did that. Uh, what else? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is getting a new. They're reworking their matchmaking uh, algorithms, I guess, and they're adding a new theme park map. Uh, and I was kind of looking at this, and um, it's going to be all part of the uh, Season 3 update for Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, this game is still installed on my computer, and it's still awesome, so I'll be looking forward to kind of checking this out. Uh, it's still installed on my computer, and it's mostly just keeping the space on my hard drive warm because I haven't played it for months. Well, y'all should y'all should play it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that game is still going strong. That's that's nuts. It's uh, They've been supporting it really well with free content like this um, it's really popular too yeah it's fun yeah, it's, it's crazy. weird uh i think it's coming up on two years i believe in december yeah uh, gta gta 5 smugglers run is an update coming to gta 5 online i remember smugglers run i rented that for ps2 um, i have that i have the gamecube version of that in my cabinet <laughs> right now that was a fun nice. game yeah, it was all right uh, it looks like they have a PUBG style game called motor wars as part of this update um, which basically pits four teams against each other with a shrinking area, you know, kind of like Battlegrounds does, um, and a bunch of new aircraft for doing smuggling runs and allow for some intense aerial action, according to our sources. That's what they so say. Check that out. Uh, there's a couple sales going on right now. The PSN on PlayStation Network has a PAX West sale. I actually checked this out and didn't really care for what they had going on there. Um, maybe you will, but you can buy X- XCOM 2 for PS4 if you want for $24. Uh, Bloodborne's on there. That's a good one for yeah, $8. Bucks. I already bucks. had it. Yep. Uh, but I would pick that up for $8 in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, Thumper, um, hadn't played which already. is uh, VR compatible. It's a really good game. Yep. $8. Darkest uh, Dungeon for $10. That's a good one. Yep. Um, Val- Valkyrie Chronicles Remastered, 15 is not a bad price if you didn't play it originally. There actually is one on here that I fully intend to get, so i got to remember to do this before it's too late. Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0. Uh, for 15 bucks, which is half off its regular price. 
Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer for three bucks. Got to do uh, that. That's that's worth it. It's probably cross. It's cross by, I believe, with the PlayStation Vita. Yes. Uh, a bunch of Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation Vita. They're all on sale. Uh, all the PlayStation, all the PlayStation One classics are on sale. Uh, Persona Four Dancing All Night. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of games that are on sale there. So head over to PlayStation Network and check that out. And also, uh, Bundle Stars has a new bundle available called Indie Legends Six, and uh, you can pick it up for the low low price of bundle three dollars and forty nine cents. Yeah, um, you get Goat Simulator with that and Shadowrun Dragonfall. Uh, so, I was really, I was really excited. I actually bought this. Uh, I got Chroma Squad, which is the uh, Sentai hero like tactical game. Uh, and, and I even like when I was looking at the trailer, the, the trailer that they did. I'm like, okay, it's all right. Uh, but then I just watched the trailer for Chroma Squad, and I got real excited about it. So I got it. I thought you already played that game. You haven't played that game? Not Chroma Squad. No, it came out. I remember as, talking about that game on the show. I think Maybe it was, it was, it was, it was just when out. it came out, and I was real excited about the idea, and I just never bought it. So now I'm getting it on Bundle Stars for three bucks. Oh, cool. Uh, well, that is all the uh, other video game stuff we have. So there you go. Cool. Well, Coolio. That was very informative. I thank you. Hey, no problem, Dale. I, I aim to please. So uh, I worked so hard on putting this list together for you, Dale. <laughs> Great. Jeremy did that. Let's, um, <laughs> but I read it. I read. I read it pretty well, though. You did. I think. You did a good job. I mean, <laughs> I, I got to hand it to you. Well, um, I uh, really went out of my way to ask Jared to think of this topic suggestion <laughs> this week. So thanks, Jared. Uh, Man, high five, Dale, for being the two laziest guys on the show. High fives. <laughs> high, high, high five. I'm a little bit too lazy to lift my hand up, but okay. <laughs> Uh, and after this show, who's going to edit it and publish this show? <laughs> who's going to do that? You know, thanks, what? Jeremy. Far, hey, Jeremy you, does all that. that. I want to sell that out to you guys this time. If I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Jeremy for doing a kick-ass job of making sure this podcast goes up in a reasonable amount of time and doing so, a great job editing it. Because twice a um, week, yeah, twice that's a, a that's, a, that's a big time commitment. Even though it is only for, thirty minutes, you know, we probably shouldn't make too much of <laughs> too, too big of a deal out of it. Indeed, I mean, it's really not that. Not a lot of editing to do yeah. there on a 30-minute podcast. but Dale, d- cool. Dale does a lot of typing on his keyboard while we record, so there is that There is that to deal with. <laughs> He's got one of those. He doesn't have a mechanical, mechanical keyboard. keyboard. It could be even worse. Anyway, go on. Mechanical keyboard <laughs> might make it easier to isolate the noise and, and get it out. Um, uh, so anyway, Jared, yeah, actually came up with a pretty genius topic uh, suggestion. What, what was it that prompted this? Um, it's basically it's games that have come back from the dead uh yeah. so they like they went away or they stopped being supported or maybe they even got canceled and then were resurrected and came back yeah um, so this was prompted by uh, star wars empire at war which was the rts game i can't remember who made this i'm sure that this handy news link will tell me um but it was they uh you know the one with like the wookie berserkers and, and those kinds of things petroglyph petroglyph studios uh, released that, and uh, just this week they I updated it on game. Steam, and uh, it now has multiplayer again. It uh, had shut down when GameSpy went under in 2013, which it, a lot of games did that. Oh, GameSpy. Uh, yeah, and uh, they have updated it, so you can now play it online again, and I just happened to notice that Jared was playing it, so maybe we'll hear from I him. I bought this game day. in 2010, July 2nd, 2010. Yeah. Sounds like a summer sale. Yeah, 
probably. <laughs> yeah. July second, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I can think of a few games that have, uh, yeah, and this and the topic, the scope of the topic could be either from developer support or you know some new developer picks something up and, and updates it, uh, or from the fan community out there making changes to code and, and doing some cool things. Uh, and I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. I mean, there's one that, uh, in fact, I think we might have streamed this. I, I'd have to go check YouTube real quick, but um, the uh, Lord of Castilla. the Rings. Yeah, right. Curse Castilla. <laughs> you know what? I could randomly pick up one of our videos, and there's a good chance it'll be a Curse Castilla video. Um, but uh, the Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth. Uh, originally, when EA produced it, um, had multiplayer support, and uh, they have since... Uh, in fact, I think... The, I don't know if it's part of the New Line Cinema deal, but they don't support any of that stuff anymore. And, and you know, the movie license really uh, never came around again. But uh, the fan community released uh, their own patches and updates. They have their own server or servers running to... Uh, to do matchmaking, you just have to, you know, get their update, and so we got our hands on that and, and played it for a little bit. Both Jared and I really liked that game, and that was a, I mean, is that, that was a real the surprise. One, is that the one that I bought for like ten bucks at a used store? That was like, no. it's based on the books and not the movies. No, what was that one called? I, yeah, um, what the heck is that one called? Because there's so many Lord of the Rings games, it's hard to get the name straight. There's like War in the North, and. Um, there's the weird RPG one, the JRPG style. Oh yeah, there's that. There's there's so many of them. Um, yeah. There was the there was the one that was like Snowblind Studios a few years ago. Um, that was War of the North, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that one that I have, I can't even remember what the heck it's called. It's like War War of the Ring, maybe or something. Yeah, I think it was War of the Ring. Yeah. And, uh, okay. For no, for no particular reason, I'm just going to mention uh, Battle for Middle or uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Damn it! What's it called? Uh, Gar- <laughs> Guardians of Middle Earth. Guardians, Guardians of, Middle of Earth, the MOBA that I really like. Of Middle Earth. Guardians of Middle 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 Dirty. One does dirty not Mirth. simply name a game about <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. The Guardians of Dirty Mirth. Uh, so I don't know. You guys have any anything else like that that uh, springs I, right to I've mind? I've got one I, that's not necessarily. It was never completely dead, um, but it was brought back in a really big way recently. The uh, StarCraft original remastered edition. Yeah. Um, which was nigh unplayable by, I mean, it was difficult to play at with the such low resolution on, you know, today's standard gaming monitors and things like that. So the new remaster, they completely redid all the textures and all the everything and jacked it all up to 4k resolution. And now it's, and you actually play the game. You can play with against people that are using the old version with this new version. Um, and immediately people were streaming it and, you know, kind of, you know, brought it back a little bit. I don't know what the what the future holds for that game or what the whole plan is with that, but StarCraft One has remained popular even though StarCraft Two was the main, you know, esports game. Uh StarCraft One, of course, you know, the grandfather of all esports. Uh, in you know, it, I guess you could argue that point, but yeah. In my opinion. Oh, you know, so, here, I got one. I got one for you. It's uh, all of THQ, basically. Um, Good answer. But but specifically, (laughs) specifically, um, Titan Quest, which uh, you guys may remember a few months ago when that game was basically given a, a, a like a. A, a pretty hefty balance and modernization patch, and then you were hating on Titan on, Quest on Steam. Weren't you hating on it? Yeah, I've always found that game to be pretty boring. No matter how many times <laughs> I go back to try to play it, because um, I, you know, as a fan of the of the genre, um, yeah, I've never been able to get all that far into it without, like I said, just quitting. But they did. Uh, oh, oh, and even even better for this is 
Darksiders 3, which is coming out sometime in 2018. There you go. Because hmm. if you remember from the end of the first Darksiders, they were basically setting up the fact that it would be a, a series with at least like four or five games, right? And they were they went on to be able to make Darksiders 2, but after that, the the publisher, THQ, of course, went into some financial troubles and ended up being basically shut down um, until much later along when, uh, what was it, Nordic Games, I think, yes. came in and bought most of their IPs. And then the ones that they didn't buy, um, I think some went to Sega and, and maybe a couple other places. Uh, Gearbox. And, in fact, I, I kind of have an answer. To put a pin in that because I'm going to come back to that. But all right. go ahead. Well, yeah, but, but basically like – most of that stuff has been kind of picked up and given a new lease on life, which is which is pretty cool, I think. So one of them that comes right to my mind is actually kind of spawns off of that because uh, the uh, license for the Homeworld game yes. uh, eventually went to Gearbox. But that's not my answer. Uh, my answer is actually Homeworld Cataclysm, which uh, actually came up also on Call a Podcast, which we'll That's plug right. in for that at the end of the uh, end of the episode. But uh, they never really found the original source code for that. So while Gearbox was redoing uh, Homeworld and Homeworld 2 as the Homeworld, Homeworld Remastered Collection, uh, Homeworld Cataclysm, which was sort of a half-sequel kind of thing in between those two games, uh, was basically deemed to be lost. Well, someone out there... Uh, either the original developers or someone found that source code and found a way to get it running again, and they now sell it over at GOG. And it's not a remastered version, it's just like straight up the original game, uh, but it was not to be found and, and couldn't be sold anywhere until that happens. So kind of kind of an interesting tie-in there. Kind of reminds me of, um, what was that game? Uh, Elder Scrolls Five, I think, Skyrim? Skyrim. Yeah, they're bringing that back finally. It's there some <laughs> That's amazing. entrepreneurial uh, that thing's been dead for years. Decided they're gonna they're bringing it to the Switch. These these uh, underground developers are like, man, I really want to play some Skyrim. Let's get together and make this happen. Listen, as uh, long as year. they carry over that Macho Man Randy Savage mod for those dragons, <laughs> I can say, oh yeah. I can what about the uh, many, what about the Thomas the Tank Engine? Many mod hours, for the dragons. Many hours as a as a young adolescent, uh, you know, <laughs> sitting in my room, singing the Dovahkiin song. Yeah. <laughs> and you just wonder where did that game ever go? Exactly. Man. Yeah, uh, I actually it's, have, it's really it's really good news that that's I'm really excited for that. I have one more actually that's not too much of a creative stretch, but I mean the fact uh, that uh, Empire at War was brought back by Disney, I kind of want to give Disney a little bit of recognition because they've kind of been doing that with almost all of their back catalog on on Steam and elsewhere. Uh, so one of my favorite, in fact, I still sort of count it as my favorite FPS of all time, Tron 2.0, uh, which actually released on Steam broken. Like, you actually could not play it, I think, on Windows 10, or there was some, you know, modern versions of Windows couldn't actually run it. And uh, they are going back, I guess, systematically through their back catalog and releasing updates to these games that have not had any support or, I mean, I mean they haven't, it was, it's been years since they've been released. And they, they must have, like, some dude at at Disney who is just going through and just one at a time <laughs> updating these games and, and making them playable again. Uh, hell, yeah, which, hell yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know. Right. And I mean, that's a, that's a really admirable thing because they have no, I can't imagine they're, they're making a lot of money doing that, but uh, that, that is a super responsible uh, kind of thing to do. Uh, beyond that. Star Fox 2 is coming out this yeah, month. Yeah, Star Fox 2. Um, I also wanted to, to mention the Mother series. I, I guess Earthbound 
what they call it, Earthbound Zero, Earthbound Beginnings, or whatever. Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, especially because that I don't think that would have ever happened. Uh, and and by that I mean it getting like a, an officially sanctioned English release by Nintendo at at one point recently. But without kind of like the fan community and and fan interest in that, and like um, you know all the all the stuff that they do with translations and stuff, and just drumming up support for that sort of series, um, you probably wouldn't see all that. Yeah, for sure. There's another segment of people out there. Now, there's probably no way to really catalog all of this, but uh, people who keep pirate servers running for MMOs that are Ooh, sort of defunct yeah. now. Um, I, I know that uh, the Matrix Online, which uh, I always wanted to play that. I, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting a Matrix bug, you guys. I really want to like get back into the Matrix. It's still so cool. It uh, is cool. But I know that there are people still running pirate servers for the Matrix Online. Um, I know that there are people who have... I don't know if this counts, but does it count to, to do, like, the people who are running pirate servers for Vanilla WoW? <laughs> you know, those yeah. kind of people who, who keep that sort of thing alive? Um, and I'm sure that there are people out there for any number of weird MMOs. The people that, that still of... play Defense of the Ancients and, yeah. not, and not Dota 2. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 I wonder when that game last was updated. Originally it Dota. was uh, Dota, the first one. I think it's... I think it's still being updated in time with like get Dota Dota.com or something. Yeah, join Dota or play Dota or whatever it is. Play Dota. It was like either get Dota or play Dota. Yeah, or... something like that. Yeah. So lots of folks yeah. out there keeping games alive or bringing them back from the dead. And of course, we could not have named all of them in just the brief time that we have here on the Game Bite show. So if you out there are listening and have some feedback for us, we'd certainly love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media. Tell us everything that you think about the news of the day, anything from our new releases and uh, patches and free list, any of that stuff. Uh, or just uh, let us know what you think out there. What's, what's a game that is uh, back from the dead or a game that is being kept alive by mod support? Let us know. Uh, find us on Twitter. Twitter collectively at Game Byte Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. And uh, our fourth man here with us in spirit, feeding us all of the best topics of discussion. Jared Red I Done can be found on Twitter at R-E-D underscore I. Uh, if you can't get enough of Jared and who can, uh, you can also find him over at our twitch.tv channel, twitch.tv slash show, where once a week he will do a stream, maybe more often. Uh, and I believe this week we were going to try and get Absolver in. We were going to do it last week, but the uh, servers were servers were down. Shout out to uh, Devolver Digital for, for bringing that back from the dead. Uh, hopefully hopefully those multiplayer servers are working, so we'll plan on that for Monday, or maybe something else, you never know. Subscribe to us and tune in, get notified when we go live. Uh, if you miss our streams live, you can also find them over at youtube.com slash show. Lots of good stuff back there. A whole bunch of Curse Castilla. Find that stuff on uh, youtube.com. Uh, you can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com. You can subscribe there to our podcast, which if you didn't, I don't know how you're listening to this, so I don't know. That's awkward. But send some, yeah, send, that is kind of awkward. Send someone else out there and get them to subscribe, and uh, we'll make this the multi-level marketing podcast that makes everybody rich. If you're listening because your carpool driver is listening, then it's your duty to sign up as well. Yes, absolutely. If, if you've heard this, uh, do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I do want to mention our Extra Life stuff. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about charitable uh, activities by video gamers. Of course, Extra Life is coming up here in the next uh, month or two. And Game Byte Show has a team. You can find us over at extra-life.org slash team slash Game Show. Jared is heading up that effort. We've got a couple of people on our team. Uh, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on our team. We know that you love playing games. And, uh, you know, you can, you can stream some games. You can you can get some people involved. 
Uh, raise money for sick kids in hospitals all over the country. They need your help. Only you can do this. Uh, be the hero that you've always played in video games and get involved. Uh, that is a uh, cool thing to do. Uh, folks, we will be back in just a couple of days to talk to you about the games that we've been playing. And boy, howdy, do we have some doozies for you. Uh, oh my god, I better get a doozy. Uh, <laughs> expectations. Uh, but we'll be back at the middle of the week to talk to you about those games as well, and we look forward to having you there. Until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Hasta mañana.